1: Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, I'm talking to my dear friend, Nicole Miller, and she is also a breathwork coach and soon-to-be mama. And that's exactly <laughs> what we're gonna be talking about today is preparing the body for pregnancy um mind over matter uh I wanna talk a little bit about relationships and how you can communicate with your partner to just help give you a huge like powerful foundation as a couple, and you know when you're doing all the work essentially like so how you <laughs> can, like stay. I don't know stay positive and I think that's just probably going to be my biggest issue I feel is like not being like holding any resentment or anything like that on a day that you don't feel well or they're getting to live their lives and everything has stopped for you or like things have shifted majorly
0: yeah that's such a good um that's such a good point and you know, there's been two books that have really helped me to come to fruition with this whole journey of motherhood and co-collab with my partner. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, The first book is called Nature versus Nurture. And the second book book is called um, Hey, Sis, You're Pregnant. Mm -hmm. And both of those books have been God sense for me, I would say they have challenged me. They've inspired me. They've also given me and my partner a foundation in which we can work together. So he feels empowered, I feel empowered. And to be honest, there's definitely been tough conversations we've had to have throughout this journey, um, especially in moments when I feel like my needs aren't necessarily being met. And He's coming from a place of trying to understand, but the hormonal imbalance that takes place Mm. is real and the mental and physical taxation is real. And he is so intuitive and he is so grounded and yet there's still, um, oftentimes an opportunity for him to learn.
1: Mm, Yeah. I mean, Hey, it's a, it's a new thing, right? It's a mystery Mm -hmm. to both of you, how you're supposed Mm -hmm. to feel and just move forward with like the day-to-day normal things and then grow this beautiful baby in your belly and keep, you know, your baby healthy as well as yourself. There's like so many layers.
0: There's so many layers. And I will say too, as a working, like working full time, in addition to doing my breath work, one of the things that I've had to balance is my patience. And my expectations, because when I expect that he's always going to be on my level, and I tend to find that I get disappointed and that's not a bad thing. It's just shifting your perspective. So many of my priorities have changed now. And one of the biggest things is like not comparing myself to other moms or other couples with this perception of what parenting and relationships should look like and being grounded in the truth that it's messy and that my relationship is very different than any relationship that others are cultivating. Um, and that especially, honestly, being an interracial couple, one of the things, the other layer that we're working through is, how do we wanna bring a interracial couple, or interracial child into this world? And what are the foundations that we wanna be building? What, How do we want to, um, Challenge and inspire, and also encourage like unique mindset, and feel safe.
1: What are you? So, what can I ask? What you and Joe have done? I mean, you're doing kind of like double time—more research, more conversations, right? It's not just this easy thing right now, yeah, forever. But again, like it's double the work.
0: We're having. From the time that we decided that we wanted to um, grow our family, the biggest thing that we had to discuss before was a lot of the fear and scarcity around what that means to create a safe and supportive environment. And we needed to be on the same page unequivocally there. And once that took place, then it created this foundation of regardless of all of the trials and tribulations, all the turmoil and all of the unknowns that I do know now with the hormones and, um, just, you know, uprooting to a new place and creating a new home and a new environment, that foundation still stayed firm. And I think that trust that regardless of all of the other unknowns that we were still on the same page about the most important thing. And that is my biggest recommendation is if you're making a choice, make a choice to be, to, to have your foundation be rooted in your most powerful truth.
1: Yeah. If, so you're lucky and you picked wisely who your partner is, <laughs> right? Not that it has always been easy, but you no. know, that and you are grateful. I'm sure every day that he's by your side. But when do you decide, hey, maybe I'm not going to collaborate on this decision and this is my body, this is my experience. Mm-hmm. Is, has there been a time where can you go a little deeper into something personal like when you were like, hey, I got to do me right now, I'm going to do the baby right now?
0: Um, I would say in these last six weeks, I have been pulling inward more than I ever thought possible um and for me my journey has been a little bit of i don't want to call it like codependency but it's been co-collaboration you know significantly and right now i feel very called to just tune inward i would say probably the start of the third trimester for me was really the biggest shift of things were physically happening and changing and shifting and i was becoming so much more aware of how much she needed me and how much I was growing and nurturing and my Joe was just not he's he's not as important of a of a player right now for me. It's okay because right now what my journeys about is do I, do I have the mental stability to provide for my child? Do I have the um, physical, foundation to provide for my child? Is she getting the nutrients that she needs? Does she have the space that she needs? Um, Am I staying hydrated? That's a big, big thing. Am I doing my necessary key goals and my pelvic floor work? Because that's all on me. That has nothing to do with my partner. That has everything to do with me and trusting intuitively into my body. And the bond that shifted for us was at the beginning of that third trimester, she speaks to me in different ways now. And it's sometimes really hard. Um, She hates all the foods that I love now. (laughs) And so (laughs) she lets me know. And it's kind of funny, but it's just like this, it's this strength and bond that I can't articulate, but that you just feel. Mm -hmm. And as a woman and as someone who, wants to see more women step into their truth. Um, I would hope that you would trust and what your body is calling for mm-hmm. and also trust that even if at first it doesn't feel necessarily like a peaceful decision or a smart decision, the way in which your body is going to nurture you and nurture your baby if that's a choice you make is the most powerful and humbling experience that you will ever receive
1: yeah I mean what would you say to someone that is thinking about being pregnant or is already and they maybe aren't as deeply rooted in who they are and as like you know you spend a lot of time on yourself I know you and I just you really do like Triple time, most people. I swear, Nicole. You know, like you really are. You are very connected to your truth and what your destiny is. And I, unfortunately, like a lot of people aren't. So, how could a mom, a soon-to-be mom, what's something like she could ask herself, or like what are some affirmations that she could just start dabbling in that?
0: Well, let's see. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So I, I think that it's beautiful that you first see me. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Teddy, for seeing me. Um, and I have a lot of people in my community who are not doing, who are on different paths than me and are still moms and are still thriving. Um, and so some of the questions or maybe affirmations that I would ask is, Something along the line of what does it look like to indulge in my, in my choices without needing to have an end goal, mm-hmm. without needing to be so rooted in my truth? Like how can I still indulge in trust? And another question that I would ask is, am I capable today even if tomorrow looks different?
1: Yeah. Well, um, is that a big part of pregnancy? Like taking every day or even minute or yes. Even hour. Yes. By, yes. One by one. Let's go yes. in order.
0: Yes. It it I will also say, you know, I have been so fortunate and I am honest about this. I've been so fortunate with my pregnancy journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I have a supportive partner, but we have had so many of our own trials and tribulations, even in the last nine months. Um, but I also have been, you know, I didn't get sick, but I've had a lot of mental fatigue and that's something that's really is real. And I want to be honest that for those who maybe aren't as grounded in their truth, just asking yourself, can you take one day at a time? Can you trust that you can take one day at a time and that you can listen to your body and that you can find stillness and slow down? I mean, in the last week, I've probably taken, I'm averaging three naps a day. Wow. And for someone who is a very active individual who needs to be, who's historically felt like they have to constantly be moving to be effective, that has been a really humbling um, shift. I believe And that. So that is something that i I'm just taking and trusting that my body needs it. Um, and that's another, you know, comment that I would make for moms who are just kind of trying to explore what this journey could look like for them is trusting that your body is going to give you the tools.
1: Yeah. Right. And then going back to even that first book, like the nature versus nurture is like that goes into the whole equation of this beyond a partner. It's like, this yep. is a natural experience. Even if yes. you didn't prepare, you, yeah. I mean, that would make it easier but you probably could still do it.
0: (laughs) You absolutely can still do it. Think of how many amazing women are out there who didn't plan, who Mm -hmm. some didn't even have a choice Mm -hmm. and yet still persevered, are still thriving and were able to create such a natural um, part of life. Like our bodies are phenomenal. And I think we, as a society, grossly underestimate that
1: That's so true when someone does have the opportunity to really dive into wellness, their body, their mindset, like you're sucking down your water right now, and you <laughs> already, what is something like me like maybe in the next year or so, I'll want to prepare my body, or should I start now? like what is that? I know everyone has their own journey, but besides a prenatal vitamin that I know is like a big deal, what else mm-hmm. can you do to just? Maybe just, just maybe I might think about it in a year, you know?
0: (laughs) So I'm going to say it's the both and, Teddy. Uh um, And I say the both and in the sense that you can start preparing now and you'll never be fully prepared. Correct. (laughs) I believe it. So I actually didn't start taking prenatals until about a month before we wanted to start trying because I just, it it, it just didn't, it didn't feel, I think, honestly, for me, psychologically, I didn't want to start taking prenatals, and then be disappointed. Sure. And that was also a layer of scarcity that I had to work through. And so I started taking prenatals a month before. And then for me it was also physically where did i want to start getting my body ready like i started doing more walks i stopped doing as much high intensity but that was just for me personally that didn't feel supportive for me but i still and i started taking yoga and those were things that were just a little bit more soft in my body but we're still going to create that flexibility that we're going to still create some of that flow and intentional um, movement and that was the kind of engagement and that i wanted to continue and routine and ritual that i wanted to continue to um see play out throughout my pregnancy
1: yeah it's kind of interesting like what you you shifted into feels like more of a feminine vibe right (laughs) like
0: it's so funny you say that because i got a reading and historically i've had a lot of masculine energy like in my masculine energy sometimes overpowers my partners. That's how much masculine energy I have. And a reading came through right before um, we got pregnant and it was all this feminine energy that was flowing. And to your point, that's exactly what I started calling in was more of that divine feminine so that I could just be a little bit more present in this experience of embodying that kind of, um, love and connection. Yeah.
1: That I think that that totally just makes sense, right? It's the mm-hmm. most feminine you could ever be, mm-hmm. so if someone that's a, that's something a good takeaway I think is like lean into your feminine being.
0: One other thing that I would lean into, and I and I mean this from a place of so much love, is mm-hmm. use your network, not in a way that makes you feel like you have to compare yourself. But find a network of people um, that you feel like you can trust to be your most authentic self with and your raw self with. Because if I didn't have people that I could reach out to when I was feeling really low, and if I felt like I had to exhibit all of this light and love, then that would fundamentally not be the connection that I was trying to cultivate. Because try- my truth is not light and love my truth is the both and it's embracing this trauma and this you know scarcity mindset and this um dynamic of is you know is am i going to be bringing in a child that is going to be seen and loved and build a connection and is she going to be safe and it's trusting that i am enough and that my support for her is going to be what helps to propel her. But if I didn't have a network that sometimes on those days when I was feeling really low, um, mentally, physically and emotionally, then I don't think that I, I think I would be masking a part of fundamentally who I am, and part of the experience of just evolving. And then tapping into a doula network, and a network for me when I moved to Austin, I started tapping into this um, black women's network, because I also wanted to learn more about moms who come from a very diverse background, want, you know, moms that are on welfare and then moms that are, you know, thriving. And I just wanted to be able to have community in both so that I could just feel a little bit more connected to the holistic journey and just the biggest thing that I found was that we're all just trying to navigate.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's true, right? There's not always the correct answer but there's a the correct answer maybe for you when you go inward
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's not always in a book even though we no. can refer to them but sometimes we can. it's just like hey i've got to feel this one out mm-hmm. so when you seek that community and you you do compare like try not to compare i mean what how do you do that like when you pick up the phone and look (laughs) at like when I figure it out I'll let
0: you know yeah but I mean (laughs)
1: it's just a very natural feeling but it's like it is we all know that highlight reel thing and on Instagram but even other people's journeys like when Mother's Day happened and people you know are doing IVF or they're a lesbian couple and there's just so many versions of having a baby yeah like I don't know. I think it's really an interesting thing. And how do you decide what you're actually going to share about yours and what you're like, this is sacred. I'm going to keep this private and within that community that you do trust.
0: I think that's a great question. Um, I think you have to trust what feels supportive for you mm-hmm. and know that at the end of the day, you're the only one who needs to, to feel seen and heard it not everyone else doesn't need to hear and see you if it doesn't feel supportive for you first and foremost yeah
1: I feel like that would be a nice time to like not be on Instagram
0: (laughs) yeah I mean there's a lot of people yeah who are struggling and who um you know last last year was really an interesting Mother's Day for me because it was the first Mother's Day since I had my miscarriage. And I have had a lot of friends who've gone through journeys who are just now starting to open up and experiences like that, as much as you wanna be supportive and encouraging, it does open a wound.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so for me, it took a lot, I mean, it, it, it takes time. One, it takes time. And then two, it, it just has to, it has to feel right for you. And no one else can tell you how to choose what and when to share. That's something that you have to ask yourself.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we all learned from Kylie Jenner that it's possible to never tell anyone you're pregnant. <laughs> right? You're like, yes, I'm just going to go off the grid for a minute but that's yep. really not reality, probably. Um, did you have anything else like that you really were like, this is something I would really like to tell people about their mind-body-soul connection during the pregnancy or something that just is coming to you about this time in your life?
0: Start creating a ritual for yourself. And whether that's five minutes, once a day, five minutes, once a week, sit with yourself because there's so many times when everyone is demanding your time and your energy. And it's those five minutes when I I can sit with myself and I can either cry or I can laugh or I can just be still that she communicates with me the most. Mm-hmm. Or that I just feel a little bit more connected to myself. And I'll I'll do some deep breaths. I'll always, I always close my eyes. Because when I can go inward and I can just close my eyes and I can see that darkness, it's not a bad thing. It just gives me a space to have a blank canvas.
1: Mm-hmm. What are you hearing from your baby? Do you like hear? Like,
0: no, I words? don't hear her. No, I don't hear her in that way yeah Um. it's just her movements
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just this beautiful um it's just this beautiful reflection of um this life that you're bringing in and i never thought i wanted to have kids it wasn't on my radar i just was scared i just didn't feel like i was going to be a good mom um
2: and now i just She reminds me that it's going to be okay. But if everything else falls apart, we're still going to have each other. Yeah. Best friend. That's what I'm so grateful. Oh, that's what I'm so grateful for. (sighs) Yeah.
1: I know. It's so special. It's so special. And
0: it's okay if people, if, if that's not a choice you make also.
2: Right.
1: That's so true
0: um how old, are
1: you? how old are you now?
0: um I'm almost thirty four.
1: Thirty four. So is that mm-hmm. a geriatric pregnancy? Or they call thirty
0: five is called a geriatric. Oh. Pregnancy. Can you
1: imagine? Like I'm mm-hmm. like gonna be like, dude, doctor, don't ever call me. I not <laughs> sure if that's what you need to say yeah. to like get the point across, but that's like such a cringy, like negative word that's not necessary.
0: It's so negative, and it's sad too because our society is just—we're evolving, and we are having kids at a later age. Mm -hmm. And so, to be earmarked as something is part of the reason why I have such a distaste for certain, you know, structures, Mm -hmm. because they want to label us. And that in fact has no definition to define who I am.
1: Yeah, correct. And also like who you are and even what your body's capable of, because Mm -mm. there's like, people have eggs that are like younger in them and all those kinds of things. And like, they label your eggs at a certain age I've heard. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you don't know me. (laughs) You just walk into the (laughs) hospital yelling, you don't know me. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> How did you find a good OBGYN?
0: Um, through a lot of research, research and research and going, you know, being in a new place. I didn't, I, 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 I tapped into that network, that black mama's network. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave me some recommendations and I researched those recommendations. And then I actually saw three OBs because interview them, right? Like, yeah, you, you interview them because Mm -hmm. you were going to be spending so much of your time with them. And (laughs) believe it or not, you know, you, you, you create a bond. And the first two that I interviewed were so stagnant and stale, and they had tremendous reputations, but intuitively I didn't feel that connection. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was another number that they had 15 minutes to give me and that was it
1: yeah transactional
0: very transactional
1: where is it did you interview all women
0: yes i did yeah I um i did i did yeah. just because you know i but interestingly enough in this practice she's got three other partners mm-hmm. and so there is and one of them is a male so there is a slight chance nice. that i could have him end up delivering But I will say for me, once I made the choice and I wanted to start on this journey, I also was really clear that even though I was creating a birth intention, um, I call it a birth intention, not a birth plan. Um, But this birth intention, I knew part of that for me was going to be having an OB that was a woman that had a balance of holistic medicine and was going to be that I felt called energetically to. Mm -hmm. And that was just a decision that I knew I wanted as part of my journey.
1: What? So go back to birth intention. Is that, are you calling it that just because things change or you don't wanna have a lot of pressure on the situation, it's already enough?
0: So the traditional labeling is this birth plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And I call it a birth intention because that exact reason that an intention is just setting a framework, but I'm also deeply trusting into the fact that there are probably 1 million things in my control (laughs) and just as equal things that are outside of my control. Yeah. And so my intention is just the framework for which I trust into my body and my environment that I can influence and impact. Everything else is in God's hands.
1: Yes. What is one of your non-negotiables that you feel at least you can control?
0: Um, One of my non-negotiables is having a natural birth. Okay. Um, And it's a (laughs) non-negotiable only to a very short extent. Um, It's a non-negotiable until I'm like, oh, that feels uncomfortable. And, but no, just kidding. My doula and my partner have been very clear to communicate that when I, if I feel this tremendous amount of discomfort, I'm also not using the word pain,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but this tremendous amount of discomfort that they are coaching me through, reminding me to tap back into my affirmations of I am enough and I am capable and that this is a natural part of life mm-hmm. and that my body has, it, it's holding the vessel to support giving birth to my child. Um, and another non-negotiable for me is practicing my breath work so that I can tap into, and I can tune into this almost like a hypnosis state through the breath. And that for me is one of the things that I, you know, every time I stub my toe or every time I like, I hit myself on the corner of the, of the. Um, cabinet or the counter, I start practicing those breaths right away before I have any sort of alternative response, because that's coaching my body to when I have some of those short um, exertions of stress response that I can actually, my body's capable of bringing back to like a state of homeostasis.
1: Are you using traditional lamaz or is, are there other breathwork practices and like that you have researched, um, and figured out, work for your body the best?
0: Yeah, I'm doing um, three different ones. So I'm actually doing the traditional Lamaze, um, but I'm also doing a breath. It's called breath for balance, hmm. and that is like a for me. I found it to be it, it channels like my inner animal. Ooh. and I mean hello <laughs> this is an animal it's very primal opportunity. It's very primal <laughs> um, and so that's been really great because it's every minute I am it's just and it's pulling from my pelvic floor wow. all the way up, and so that's been really great um. And then the other one is just a a conscious, connected breath.
1: Yeah, I feel, I feel like that primal one could be exciting.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll see. Even beyond the birthing room.
1: Yeah, even beyond <laughs> the birthing room. <laughs> well, Nicole, you have been so open and vulnerable and kind to share this time with me. We always end our podcast with this question. What makes you
0: feel most alive? That is a beautiful question. What makes me feel most alive? Honestly, is when I see a fundamental impact that I'm making. And I, I, feel deeply service with other people um and so when i'm making an impact with others and to others that creates a surge of energy that's just a ripple effect um and i think even channeling just my mom energy right now every time that i feel like i'm doing something that's truly nourishing for her i feel this surge of energy and I know that I'm creating the vessel that she needs. So oh. that is when I feel most alive.
1: That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Nicole. Your words. Thank are, you
0: for having me.
1: You're so special, and I love you. And I love you. Good luck.
0: Thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> wait, where can everybody find you if they want to check out your breathwork coaching?
0: Um, my website. Uh, which is in my on my Instagram homepage, so you can find me there. I'm also taking one or two more private clients right now. I'm still being really cautious with my time with privates, but I have an opportunity where you can book a one on one, and we can see if it makes sense uh, for us to be more consistent with our journey together.
1: Is your ideal client anybody, or are you going to focus on moms now?
0: No, I'm not going to. I still really feel called to talk to anyone. And so I'm really keeping an open mind around what that looks like. But my Instagram is Nicole M.H. Miller. And that's where you can find me.
1: All right, my love. Thank you so much. And Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.